hello, hello. How are y'all doing today? Welcome to day 86. 86, the anchor must hold. The anchor must hold. Today we're coming from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now, O Heavenly Father, for bringing us to this place, O Father God, to the place that we understand that men, as we are the anchor. Lord, Father God, we thank you for the understanding that we must hold true to what you have called us to. Whoever you have placed in our path, whoever you have given for us to, to lead, whoever you have given for us to, 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 to steward over, you've given to steward over, oh Heavenly Father. We give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you honor for it right now, oh Heavenly Father. We don't take it lightly, oh Father God, but we know that this is your doing, oh Heavenly Father, for you are preparing us for something greater, oh Father God. You are preparing us to climb higher in you, oh Father. You're, you're preparing us to dive deeper in you, oh Heavenly Father. We thank you right now, oh Father God, that nothing by no means shall stop us from reaching destiny, O oh Heavenly Father. Our purpose that lies before us is tangible, O oh Father God, and we shall get there together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, day 86, the anchor must hold. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And I just want to say that anchors are designed to secure a ship. Something so big is secured by something so small. Men, we are the anchors in our households. There must be a man in position to bring a perspective into the household. When Jesus died or when he was hanging on the cross in John chapter 19 verses 26 through 28. He saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by and said to his mother, woman behold your son and to the disciple he said behold your mother and from that hour that disciple took her into his own home and after this Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished hmm. so when I look at it he dealt with the last thing this was the last thing the last thing that he had to deal with was his mom being secure. The woman being secure under a man. The woman being secure in the household of another man. Now, I, I know that sounds like eh, that women don't need it, need that. They don't need a covering, but the woman needed the covering of the man. And Jesus made sure we knew what he was saying. He made sure we knew he we, we he made sure we knew what he was saying. He said, "Woman, behold your son." And to the sight and to the disciple, he said, "Behold your mother." From that hour, that disciple took her into his own home. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, mm. this was the last thing that he had dealt with. And he could not die 
before he dealt with the woman being covered because the woman needed a protecting. She needed a covering who was in the natural as she was in, as she was in the natural. It never takes anything away from Jesus because he is able to supply, but he being the example set the standard for all men. Jesus being the example set the standard for all men. If Jesus going to say, you take my mama to your house and, and, and you cover her like I know you will. Because I love you and I know that you love me and you love her just like she was your mama. Now, if Jesus being the one that's almighty, all powerful, the one that's seated on the right hand of the father can send legions of angels to protect his mama. Why would he do this? It was to be an example for each and every man that came after him. That said that they were going to walk in that priestly, mm, in that priestly garment. That say they was going to hold true to that word. That said they was going to believe. That said that they were going to be faithful. They're going to be faithful to this word. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Whew. You know, that really spoke to me. That really spoke to me because we as men, we never meant, we were never meant to be absent from the home. We were never meant to be absent from the home. We were never taught to cover the woman either. As I look back at my life, I was never taught to cover the woman. But yet I always knew as a boy when there was no man in the home that the oldest son assumed that position. The oldest brother said that I'm the man at a house and he will work and try to help the mother in any way that he possibly could. It's instilled in us. Mm. It's instilled in us. Though we don't know it, it's instilled in us to be the covering. It's instilled in us to be the man that our mama can count on. It's instilled in us to be the men that our sisters can count on. It's instilled in us. <laughs> Even when we were children. But when we grow up, somehow we forget about it. Somehow we let the world tell us that we got to be this. We let the world tell us that we got to be that. But that ain't, that ain't the case. That ain't the case at all. And we forget our sisters. Our sisters are under our care until they get married. And sometimes we still can't let them go. We have to understand as men, when we are in place, we keep things from being broken to pieces. When we walk away from our marriages, it opens the door for calamity. Excuse me. And when pastors abandon the pulpit before God releases them, problems come to the house to break it up. What people don't understand is that storms don't last always. They are only for a season. And the only reason you are going through the storm is to ensure your strength. Proverbs 17 and 3 says the refining pot is for the silver and the furnace is for the gold. But the Lord tests the heart. It's always about the condition of the heart. Mm -mm -mm. I just want to say that an anchor is formed. By fire. It's not bent and formed while it is cold and nor by pressure alone. 
it is forced into shape by the beating against the anvil with what has the ability to withstand the heat that it takes to shape it. The beating of the hammer is the chastening that yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. It assures that you arrive to your destination stronger than you were when you started. Wiser than you were when everything was going your way. Unmovable while standing in the midst of the currents of life, refusing to let go of the rock at the bottom of the ocean that you have been clinging to while holding your breath, waiting for relief. The rock that never moved, the rock that never moved, the rock that never moved regardless of the pressure you were under. The rock that has held secure in many storms. Why? Because the rock that you, the anchor, is holding onto has been touched by the feeling of your infirmity. That rock knows how to hide you under it and it will never let go as long as you hold on. There is a brighter day around the corner. Your best days are ahead of you because the sufferings that you must endure works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The sufferings don't compare to what God has in store for they that hold on. Mm, 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 mm. And run to see what the end going to be like. So we press toward the mark. Moving forward because nothing in our past has the ability to grow us. It's called the past for a reason. We are past that point. There is no sense in revisiting it. No sense in reliving it. All we can do is remember the lesson it taught us and never repeat it again. You know, the funny thing about anchors is they never fail at doing their job when they are holding on to the rock. And I want you to know the only reason that you are the anchor that you are, that's unmovable, that's always holding steady, that's never falling away, never falling off, is because... The rock that you are holding on to is stronger than the current that's pulling you. The rock you are holding on to is stronger than the current that's pulling. It's stronger than the waves that's beating. It's stronger than the currents of life. It's stronger than anything else. Stronger than anything else. Nothing by no means shall snatch you from under the rock because you are anchored in something that is sure. Something that is steadfast. Something that is unmovable, would never fade, would never fail. God is that anchor. Jesus is that anchor. If we can hold on to the anchor, every storm we can weather, knowing that we will come out victorious, knowing that we already have the victory. Why? Because he already said it. He already said it. He already knows your end before you even begin. So there is no need for you to, to, to meditate on what is happening. Don't waste, your, don't waste your time on looking at what's going on around you. Don't waste your time uh, 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 looking at the struggle that you're going through. But look to the hills with come at your help. Look to where you are heading because where you're heading is before you. Not where you're at 
Where you're at is under you. Where you were is behind you. Where you're going is ahead of you. Don't worry about what's under your feet. Don't worry about what you're walking on. Don't worry about none of that right now. All you got to do is focus on what's yet ahead. What's yet you got to get to. Because the purpose that God has planned for you is bigger than you ever imagined. Bigger than you could have ever thought. Bigger than your mind can fathom. Bigger than what people know. It's even bigger than a vision. That you are seeing currently. Because somebody. Will drop the ball. Somebody. Will say no. Somebody. Will get stuck and get stagnant. And will be afraid to move forward. Because they don't know what's next. But I don't want you to get stuck. I don't want you to be stagnant. I don't want you to get so caught up in what's going on now that you can't move forward past this situation. Because the struggle may be real. But it'll be over real soon. I said again, the struggle may be real, but it'll be over real soon. You cannot get stuck with where you are. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. God didn't sit down with Adam and chill with Adam. The first man that he made, he walked with him. God wants to walk with you. He wants to walk with you. He don't want to sit down and and pacify you. He want to walk with you. He said, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving together. Jesus, he never stopped moving. He said, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side. Because there's something over there that I got to do. Let's go over here. Let's go over there. Let's go to Tyree. Let's go to City and let's go over. Let, let's go. Let me meet the woman at the well. Let me see the woman with the issue of blood. Let me go over here and raise Lazarus from the dead. Let me come over here and talk to the centurion, the soldier. Let me go over here. Let me do this. Let me do that. Jesus was always moving. The same way God was always moving. He only breaks to give instruction. And Moses went on the mountain to get instruction. That's the only time that God has stopped for one moment. That was the only time that he stopped for one moment. When Jesus was in the garden, when when Jesus was in the wilderness, God just for one moment. Both of these times were at times of 40 day increments. 40 day increments. So I want you to understand that there is a season that you come into where you have to stop. And be refreshed by the Spirit of God, so that you can get your 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 your, your uh, so that you can get your orders, so that you can keep going, so that you can keep going, so that you can get refilled, so that you can get replenished, so that you can get strengthened, so that you can do the work that He's called you to do. You have to sometimes 
and sit so that you can be poured into by the one who has given you the assignment in the beginning. He's the one that's going to replenish. He's the one that's going to restore. He's the one that's going to do everything. I know we think that because he gave us this assignment, then we got to, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. But you got to know when you have to stop. You have to know when your time is to come back in and sit up under God so that he can pour into you some more. If you keep pouring out and keep pouring out and keep pouring out and nothing is being poured in, how long can you last? There are pastors that are burnt out. There are preachers that are burnt out because they're going and going and going, but nobody stops to say, okay, God, I've given out everything that you have given unto me. God, give me something else. Restore me. Replenish me, God. I need you, God. If I'm supposed to be the anchor, oh, Heavenly Father, I need you to recope me, God, because the rust is trying to set in, oh, Heavenly Father. Look, God, I need you to come in right now and refresh me, God, for the chain is starting to get weak in this link, oh, Heavenly Father. I need you, oh, God. When will we stop performing for the people so that God can pour into us? When will we stop going hard in the paint? Talking about it's an assignment. Sometimes we have to. Woosah. Sometimes we have to come to the place. Where nothing else matters. But the presence of God. And if the truth be told. Sometimes people operate off of a gift. Sometimes people operate off of the strength that they have. I'm talking about their natural strength because they're smart enough to articulate God's word. They're smart enough to 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 say it out of their mouth with such clarity. And it sounds so good. They, they know the rhythm and roll of church. But if God is not present. If the anointing is not there, how can the chains be broken? How can a yoke of bondage be destroyed? How? We within ourselves don't have enough power to break the yoke of bondage. But I know the spirit that does. God Almighty. He has the power to break that yoke. Jesus said, I only do what I see the father do. I only say what I hear him say. That's when he goes back to the place and sit up under the father and say, Father, I'm ready for my next set of instructions. Father, I'll wait on you. To answer me. Father. I'm here simply to do what you have called me to do. And if it takes all night long. I'm willing to sit here all night long. 
And then I can go to the people walking on water. And then I can show your might and your glory within the earth. And then I can do what it is that you have called me to do. But only after I get my orders. Only after I know for sure what you're telling me to do. The anchor must hold. The anchor cannot be weak in one spot. Because the turbulence of life, the winds of the struggle, will toss your boat, will toss your family. But if you, the anchor, are founded on the rock, The winds can blow and beat all they want. You shall not fail. You shall not fail. Men, with all my heart, I am saying that if you fail, it's not because God did not give you the necessary tools to hold on. But if you fail, you fail because of your weaknesses. And your weakness is you didn't go back to the one that gave you the strength to hold on in the beginning. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for this word. I thank you for letting us know that men are anchors, oh, Heavenly Father. Letting us know that we must cover the women. We must cover the children. We must cover that which you have entrusted us with, oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you right now, oh, Father God, that your word is true and by no means shall fall to the earth. By no means shall fail, oh, Heavenly Father, but it shall accomplish whereunto you sent it unto, oh, Father God. Touch every mind. Touch every heart. Touch every spirit. Lord God, open them up to receive, oh, Father. Father God, what this word wants to give unto them today, oh Father God. Let them hear, let the church hear, let the church hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto them, oh Heavenly Father. That they may be strengthened in this hour of trial. That they may be strengthened in this hour of test. That they may be strengthened, oh Heavenly Father. For there is no temptation, because temptation does not come from you. Temptation comes from us and our failure to comply with you, O Heavenly Father. Our failure to give up our will for your will, that is the only temptation that there is, O Father God. Lord God, so we thank you, O Father God, for being faithful, for being just, for being true, for being God Almighty, for being the one that knows our thoughts, knowing the one that knows our ending before we even begin, the one that formed us in our mother's womb, the one that knows our hairs on our head, O Heavenly. We thank you for just being Simply God and for being all that you are. Lord God, we know that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. God, you are that power. God, we ask you to move now for your people, oh Father God, and take us into the place that you are calling us to, into destiny, oh Father God, into purpose, oh Heavenly Father, walking in the glory of your magnificence, oh God. We thank you right now for who you are, what you're doing, and what you have done what you are yet to do oh God because we know that you are working it out for our good in Jesus name I pray amen y'all have a blessed day